Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5. Episode 60, might I add. Woohoo! Just some cheers out of there. Uh, yeah, I'm your host today, Mr. Alex Sylvester, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Sonny Zagera. How you doing, mate? 60 episodes, mate. And one, if you count the latest PS5, <clears throat> uh, latest PSX, sorry, it's way higher than that. But yeah, 60 of the PS5 episode. <laughs> I love it. It is, man. Number 60, the, the magical number. So we've got a packed show for you guys today. Obviously, this is uh, the one-stop place for all your PlayStation 5 news. So you don't need to go anywhere else, man. Just make sure you tune in to us every single week. If I'm going to be in a Wednesday, Thursday, it doesn't really matter. But just make sure that you like, share, and subscribe whenever you do see us. And we're available on all the social networks. If you enjoy the show and listen to us every week, we thank you a lot. This is a little one for our Patreon members. Why not head over to patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 and help support the show to become a Patreon member. Uh, doing so, you'll get extra PlayStation podcasts every single week with our PSX show, which is a lot of fun. Uh, some exclusive news in there and interviews, so make sure you check it out. And that's so just make sure you head over to patreon.com forward slash latest PS5. And again, thank you. We love y'all. Anyway, going over to our Patreon um, supporters. We have a few to announce. Uh, this episode is brought to you by our Patreon producers, um, Adam Batty, Madam Bat- uh, Martin Batterbury. I know I was going to murder his name. Uh, Paulio, Doug Sailor, and Scott McCluskey. Thanks very much, guys. And uh, if you want to get your name on this list as well, you know what to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash latest PS5. But we have... A packed show today. With Ladies and gentlemen, host. before Alex continues, <clears throat> can we all have a round of applause? My man, it's taken 60 episodes for him to cleanly go through that intro and <laughs> Patreon, and he's done it. 60 Just about, man. I wonder, I wonder if we should celebrate it too soon, man. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to put you off. I was like, yeah, yeah, get that, nail that part. Just like, I was like, don't over. smile because it's going to trigger him to make a mistake. Just, let's see if he, he's doing it. He's yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just the focusing, man. It's in the Zen mode, man. We got lucky. Had a great uh, news week this week, guys. Um, uh, we've got uh, sales figures, some record-breaking figures. We've got some PSVR 2 news. We've got Deathloop updates. Um, and we've got uh, some more acquisitions. We've got some indies to go over and uh, some acquisitions from uh, the powerhouse group called Embracer Group. But before all that, what have you been playing, mate? Um, so, obviously, as I mentioned last week, I started Metro Exodus last week and jurassic world evolution um just been playing metro exodus you know i'm not gonna yeah. lie if you're gonna play it as i said it's eight pound in the sale it's got yeah. amazing ray tracing to it the first hour hour and a half is a bit shit because it's very linear it? but then it opens up to the outside mm-hmm. and then you can kind of do the missions the way you want to do it that's where the game really like elevates itself you know all right. And I thought I'd be finished because I thought, yeah, I'll just blitz through this. But I spend more time just running around this, like, you know, Russian wasteland, just looking <laughs> to shoot people and stuff like that. So I'm just having fun yes. in um, Metro Exodus. Played a bit of Jurassic World Evolution. Again, not really. I'm not putting that much time into that because, again, I told you I'm messing around in Metro. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then just been playing Pez as I normally do here and there. What about yourself? Me, well, uh, fans of the show would know that I'm I'm going through one of the greatest games ever played, uh, ever made, ever played. Yeah, both of them. Uh, Last of Us 2. Uh, currently, I am uh, playing as Abby, 
and uh, we're still on day one. And I think I've just made it back to the uh, Ferris wheel, you know, on the actual, um, <laughs> on the on the on the pier, you know. So no more spoilers. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> spoilers. Uh, yeah, it's it's sick. The games, the games, just unbelievable. But anyway. Those of you who've already played the game, you know how great it is and no spoilers, but I'm enjoying every single minute of it and I can't wait to just play it again a bit later. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. But anyway, jumping in to uh, our first bit of news uh, this week. Uh, after last week's huge sales update uh, for PS5, a few extra interesting sales news had come through uh, from Sony's financial findings. Uh, between the 1st of Jan and the 31st of March, 10.6 million um playstations were sold and that's both, both uh, ps4 and ps5 uh, so that's a freaking lot of them isn't it um the ps5 standard edition is no longer being sold at a loss which i can't believe don't mess <laughs> we'll see. Don't we'll mess. see obviously that's what they say you know what i mean obviously there must be some weight to it uh the ps4 has also uh, broken a, um, a new record it's now sold 116.4 million units so not too far from its 120 milestone um, but it is slowing down now, isn't it? I mean, it did have about 500. Listen, Sony ain't putting any semiconductor chips in the PS4 manufacturing pipeline. They're all going to PS5, right? We've got like a whole warehouse full of them, but you know I mean? they had a magic in them. But well, remember, you're about to get to that in a minute, you know, about yeah. semiconductors. That's going to be yeah, crazy. Yeah, true. Uh, and it's also going to be uh, what uh, Gran Turismo is coming out as well, and it's obviously they're going to want to make sure. And obviously, when eventually when God of War comes out, it's going to release on both systems. So I'm sure they'll they'll get that they'll 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 get past that line, that finish line. Um, and Sony, <laughs> surprisingly, uh, using their um, their their military muscle, has secured enough components, including semiconductors, to hit this list, ladies and gentlemen, 22.6 million. So their sales goal of 22.6 million. So they've actually secured enough components for that, which is an amazing feat. And they hope to achieve this goal by March 2022. That is a big statement, man. Mm-hmm. Are they responsible for the chip shortage? Is that what they're saying? I don't know. Well, just going on to that first bullet point, um, it's 10.6 million PlayStation Studios games that were sold. Oh, the games. Night. The game. So between January 1st and March 31st, 10.6 million games that were sold were PlayStation. And when you got to think that Ratchet and Clank wasn't even out until June. Wow. You know, you know, so that's just things like the launch games, you know what I mean? So obviously people were playing it. That was really good. But yeah, we'll fast forward through all of that. PS4, it's it's slowing down massively. I don't think it'll get to 120. So the semiconductor shortage won't allow it. Sony will not put semiconductors on PS4 priority. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's not, that's it. Of, that tw- of those 12 million components, maybe a hundred thousand will go to PS4. <laughs> the rest <laughs> will go to PS5, right? You know, but, I mean, they'll probably to recycle them and start reclaiming exactly, them. Exactly. But I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, when you think about it, that yeah. is so much doom and gloom. Like, there is, I don't know if you heard, so um, mm-hmm. Detroit. In Detroit, which is obviously based in a state, a city in America, sorry. Um, they're renowned for car manufacturing, right? Yeah. One of the biggest in the world at it, that city is. Yeah. They are literally storing cars in mm. stadiums, car parks, everywhere because they're done. But there's no chips to go into these electric cars oh. whatsoever or any of these other cars. Because even oh. if a car is not running electric, it still needs a chip in there because it's all the onboard computers and stuff. 
they've had to furlough all the factory workers because there's no reason to make any more cars. Wow. So the electric the, uh, the electric car companies and just the you know car manufacturers as a whole that industry is suffering so bad. Phone yeah. companies are suffering so bad. Yeah. Definitely. TV companies and uh, smart fridges everyone is suffering so bad and then Sony coming out here swinging big dick like yeah we got we got 12.6 million semiconductors in our warehouse yeah. you know sorted like, where, where are you getting these from man they, they've got some like ultra blackmail on yeah, the back they end, have, you know what I mean they, crazy, they, have their, they have their ninjas there and obviously you know what I mean they're, they're, they're all hooked up on it they know exactly what they wanted and they had their goal and it looks to see that they potentially could get it mm. so um, yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if they're actually going to try and beat uh, so what's the, what's the current sales now then so 10.1 10 10 million um so they've got another 12.6 they said a couple months ago if you remember and you were like no chance and we were like yeah it's a bit far-fetched because of the, yeah. the chip shortage yeah they said that they aimed to sell they wanted to beat the ps4's record uh, mm. they wanted to set the whole new video game home console record yeah. for two years which would be 22.6 million by the end of March next fiscal oh, good, yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've got to sell twelve, yeah, basically around thirteen million units between now, which is August, and March thirty first. <laughs> which means that, they, like you said, with Horizon coming out, I don't think God of War comes out before March, but I think yep. you see Horizon and maybe Gran Turismo Seven, and I think yep. that's when they will flood the market. They yeah, won't flood. The, they don't need to flood the market for Black Friday, or they may do, but they won't reduce the console price. They'll just throw games into the bundles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you know that they'll they'll stockpile for Christmas, won't they? They have to, and it's going to be a a monster of a season as well. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, that's that's the so interesting sales figures. So moving one, on. One, one more... thing, one quick thing, Alex. Everyone's yeah. talking about sales numbers. Have you ever seen a company talk specifically say, "Yeah, we got this many chips." We're ready to go. We're good to go. You know, like everyone's suffering, isn't it? And they're just like, yeah. Never heard like, this. No, no. We've never had well, we've never we've never had a pandemic like this. We've never had a chip shortage. But for them to be like, yeah, Joey, big bollocks and say, Yeah, look, we've actually secured this. What you got? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> now, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm sure they're gonna have to add some more security to their warehouses to make sure that nobody takes those semiconductors. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, speaking of semiconductors, I'm sure some of the those semiconductors are gonna be going into their new PSVR2 unit. See what I did there? That's a nice little transition. Uh, all right, information is supposedly leaked from Sony PlayStation VR2, a, a Sony uh, PlayStation VR2 developer. Uh, sorry, the Sony. PR, uh, VR2 developer summit earlier this week. Um, this is all based on the financial uh, information as well, which has been coming out. Uh, but before we get into this, uh, just a reminder that this, none of this has actually been officially confirmed by Sony, or well, not yet anyway, but you kind of know if they're talking about it, it's, you know, they're just warming up the public. Anyway, internally, Sony are not calling it PSVR2. Instead, they're using the code name NGVR, Next Generation VR. I like it. Okay, well, well done for these guys. Uh, the PSVR2, which is what I'm just going to call it because it just rolls off the tongue a lot more easier. Uh, the screen will be an OLED and it supports HDR, while the screen FOV will clock, uh, which is frames, will clock at... Uh, clock it in at uh, 110 degrees, which is field of view, sorry. The FOV, the field of view, we're clocking at 110 degrees, uh, which puts it at 20 degrees more than the Quest 2 and 10 degrees more than the PSD original PSVR um, and a couple of degrees higher than Valve's index. So we're going to have like a nice widescreen look, which should be good, really more immersive. Mm -hmm. uh, and in fact, it's going to be older as well. Oh my God, that's going to be rich. Hey, dude, dude, dude. 
VR high mm. dynamic range lighting. If you could, if you weren't going to get blind already in VR, you will with PSVR. <laughs> yeah, too. exactly. You know, you know, especially when you see like a freak of sunlight. Want, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want you to think, Alex, because it's a guarantee because Gran Turismo will have it, right? So Gran Turismo 7 will have VR. Mm-hmm. Imagine you break the tree line yeah. and the sun that would blind you in real life, you're going to get in high dynamic range. Yeah. And, you're like, and you're playing with uh, VR, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, is that we're going to have to wear sunglasses while wearing the VR. <laughs> what? The PSVR 2 controller has yet to attract an official title, but Sony is looking to package it with every VR headset, which they should. Um, in addition, they're also equipped with capacitive touch sensors, something which wasn't previously touted. Interesting. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to get my hands Alex, on it. I'm telling yeah. you straight, man. I'm. I am actually scared at the yeah. price point. <laughs> the technology uh, going into this yeah. is Skynet levels. It, it literally is Skynet level. It's Ready Player One. I mean, obviously we've rolled on about this numerous times. I think they're pushing it. I mean, they saw Ready Player One. You thought, you know what? We're going to be ready. Well, they're PS5. future. <laughs> they, well, they are. They're future proofing, aren't they? Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 going to cost. Honestly, I will be pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. if i'm paying less i this will, i think this will cost more than a ps5 i i'm looking think? At, I, I think this is gonna be like 400 pound minimum uh, the technology know. in these fucking things the fact that they're gonna put the pad even just one of these orbs into yeah, the yeah. box this yeah, thing yeah. sounds like it's a hundred pound itself <laughs> the technology into this controller it man it's ridiculous be. Yeah, it should, but I do think because they know that they are the big player in the VR market, they are going to do what Tencent's doing with um, uh, with Steam and Valve, you know what I mean, with the deck, just just flood the market. They know they're going to be making it a loss, but they'll know they'll make it back through subscription, you know, and obviously they want to lower the bar of entry, so I think they'll definitely make it. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be around a 299 mark. You're optimistic, mate. The last I am, one was 350. I am, I am, but I think the last if they one really want to push it, they really want to push it. Three, yeah, 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 350. It could be, yeah, between 299 or 50 pound difference. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be more than PlayStation 4. Five, definitely more than PlayStation 4. Uh, the, hard, the hardware giant is also keen on moving forward with AAA console games for the PSVR 2 uh, by developing hybrid titles that work with both the flat screen, traditional, how we play it normally, and in VR, similar to what we saw with Resident Evil 7 and Yet the update is not really there with Resident Evil Village yet, is it? They haven't done the. I'm excited for this because uh, when you look at it, like the developer said, it didn't. It wasn't even that hard for them to put VR Mm. into Seven, and I was just like, that was some of the most, that if not the most immersive thing I've ever played. I think probably Batman VR is, but Resident Evil Seven was there Mm. up there, and I just thought this must have took ages, and they were like, it took weeks to implement (laughs) VR because I think a first person game is easy, right? Because realistically, if you're playing. So from the sounds of it, they're talking about games like God of War Horizon, everything you can play in VR. It's not going to be from a first-person standpoint. I can imagine I would absolutely love it if I could play Horizon and I'm the camera. So if I'm I moving, that's the way they're gonna go. Yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. moving Aloy around, I can look yeah, around yeah. and move it like yeah. instead of the second stick, I'll be like, that yeah. would be stunning. But yeah, I think yeah, right, we'll wait and see how it goes. Uh it just it's you know, the 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 field of view is stunning. And I can't wait. Yeah, Absolutely can't wait. I mean, that's just like pow. That's 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 so natural. You know what I mean? Even more natural, obviously, like I said, more natural than the competition. So it's it's gonna be a beast, but I do think the price point is gonna be something which is they're 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 here to to kill. You know what I mean? They want to pretty much just you know, well, if you think about it, they said that the um 
the resolution in each eye is like 2048 by 2000 per yeah. eye. So yeah. that's basically, you're going to get 1440p in both eyes. Yeah. They're looking at 120 frames, but 60 frame minimum. So you're looking at, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, Alex, mm-hmm. you're going to be playing Gran Turismo 7 in 1440p per eye at 120 frames per second or 60 frames per second with haptic feedback, high dynamic range. Yeah. I'll tell you, straight, if Half-Life Alex does not turn up on this machine, I will be pissed off. My <laughs> God. But Valve are not going to keep it. They'll be like, yeah, yeah Valve has got money. no choice, man. They have no make choice. Money, yeah, you know? yeah, they want to make money and they know that it just makes sense if they do that. Um, and also they are obviously talking about um, remastering a few titles as well for the, re- uh, the VR headset. So it'd be interesting to see what other titles they've got in store. Um, this is why I told you I'm not playing yeah. any more PSVR games because I've played <laughs> them on the PSVR 2. Yeah, yeah, That's it's like, it. Um, yeah, well, speaking of um, interesting games, we're jumping over to Deathloop now. Uh, the official Twitter account. Uh, Deathloop's official Twitter account. Oh my God, I can't even get my words out. Um, has announced that the game has gone gold, which means development has finally wrapped up and the shooter is on target for its PS5 and PC release in September or on September the 14th this year 2021 which means that they're actually going to make their deadline even though they did push it back though it was originally it was august yeah yeah, yeah. They, yeah that I was uh initially spring and then it moved spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and then yeah I'm, I'm so glad that everyone's not well they're not they're taking they're not going to do the uh, the whole cyberpunk scenario you know what i mean they're not just going to rush it out there i think everybody the whole industry's learned that you might as well just take on nintendo's uh, method of producing games and it doesn't matter if it's delayed just make sure the game is ready you know when you finally do release i think it. 2022 is gonna be like every week there's gonna be a big banger out because all the games that got delayed that have gone into next it's year true. is ridiculous yeah, yeah, but is, i'm excited i'm not gonna lie i am tired of watching yeah. death loop trailers now i'm done with death loop i don't, <laughs> need, to, I don't yeah, need to see any more of the game you've sold oh. you sold me on the first trailer you didn't have to sell me on yeah, the eighth yeah. trailer i was still sold on that one but easily yeah, done. it's yeah. just I'm worried that we're going to see it yet again at the Gamescom show because that is obviously at the end of August, which will be two, two and a half weeks, three weeks before launch. So we probably will see a launch trailer or something there. Yeah. But I'm pumped. I can't wait. We've both talked about this since the PS5 launch reveal event yes. last, last June. You know, that we were like, yeah, we're going to get really a standout game. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, absolutely awesome. Um, all right, so moving on, uh, Sony's hosted another PlayStation Indies Day today, uh, which has been unveiled for a few uh, huge indie titles, uh, which were available on the PlayStation blog. Uh, and a few were as follows. Um, the Origins of Hades, out next week um, on PlayStation 5 and PS4. Uh, reverse Horror Experience, Carrion Bursts, onto the PS4 later this year as well. Uh, crafty... Uh, crafting a tiny open world and look behind the scenes at the creation of a short hike. Um, Soul Cresta revealed Platinum Games 36 years in the making space shoot sequel, uh, bewitching crafting adventure, which would come um, to brew on the PS4 and PS5 this fall. Um, how Axiom Verge 2 shakes up um, the formula. Um, uncover the full story as Riley in Oxen Free 2 Lost Signals is coming to the PlayStation. So, a whole host of mm-hmm. um, uh, indie games, which is going to be, uh, like I said, it's going to play a massive part, especially in the release coming to the water this year, the end of this year, and next year. Some which big I'm games, man. Seeing, yeah, there's some big games, but I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, like you said, it's going to be 2022, but don't worry. It's going to be worth the freaking wait. Uh, I played the original Oxen Free and finished it. That game was pretty decent. It's really, really good. 
yeah. very atmospheric. Uh, Axiom Verge is sort of like a 2D shoot. It's massive, sold over sold millions of copies, you know. And I'll tell you a funny thing about Axiom Verge, made by one guy. Really? Yep. Okay. One, one dude made it. That's why he took his time. That's what he but says. It, That's what he says. <laughs> but it's held in such, such high regard, yeah, that yeah. game is uh, the okay. original one. So, yeah, a lot of people hype for it. But I love the fact that Sony just do this, like, yeah, we're going to have a PlayStation Indie Day. We're going to spread them out, give each one some time. And then they go into detail about it. And it is all about, you know, they focus on the developers and what the developers want to say about the game and stuff, yeah. you know, which gives them time to breathe and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's some heavy hits there. I mean, Hades is a game that I need to jump on, definitely. But everybody's saying that the game's absolutely awesome, um, especially in the indie uh, space. But yeah, uh, a few games which I have, yeah, I've got to say, hold my hands up, I have not heard of yet. <laughs> but if you say that, Oxen 3, actually, Oxen 3, we did see that point. Mm. Um, but yeah, cool. All right, and so moving on to uh, number five. Uh, European powerhouse Embracer Group has announced that it's acquiring eight more gaming companies. This is just something that we're just going to have to get used to over the next decade, isn't it? It's just going to be these multi-conglomerate com- uh, companies just swallowing up all indie developers and studios. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, as we bridge into that future. But anyway, let's just have a look and see what they've acquired. Uh, so Embracer Group is a Swedish firm, um, the parent company behind eight subsidiary operating groups, um, which is such as T- uh, THQ Nordic, uh, Koch Media, Coffee Stain, Amplifier, Saber Interactive, Gearbox Entertainment, uh, Decker and Easy Brain, Gearbox Entertainment did which game? They did loads. Like, loads. You're, you're thinking Gearbox, thinking the Alien games. You're thinking yes. they did the original Borderlands, things yeah. like that. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the majority of the eight companies acquired are developed development studios and are being purchased through some of the subsidiaries. And the full list of acquisitions are as follows: Three um, D Realms, uh, published founded in 1987. Um, previously published Duke Nukem 3D and Prey, brilliant game. That Prey is an awesome game. Um, has been owned by Danish holding company since 2014, uh, acquired through Saber Interactive. Um, Slipgate Ironworks, another Danish studio, developed in 2013. Uh, Rise of the Tira, Triad, obviously, uh, remake and currently working on Kingpin Reloaded, acquired through Saber Interactive. Um, Dixie Arts, a French studio this time, a creator of Lost in Harmony, Eleven uh, Eleven Memories uh, Retold, Road 96, acquired through Koch Media. Um, Force Field, um, a Dutch VR game developer, uh, previously made Landfall, Time Store, and Coaster Combat for Oculus Studios, acquired through Koch Media. Uh, Crazy Labs, Israel-based publisher. Uh, publisher and developer of mobile games Super Stylist, uh, third most downloaded third most downloaded mobile publisher in 2020 with over 4.5 billion downloads to date. That's amazing. How come we've never even heard of these companies? Um, the next one is Ghost Ship Games, uh, a da- another Danish company um, founded in nine, um, 2016, uh, released Deep Rock Galactic on Steam last year, and they've been acquired through Coffee Stain. Um, Easy Trigger, a Swedish studio founded in 2016, released Arcade Shooter Hunt Down in May, uh, acquired through, again, uh, through Coffee Stain. And finally, Grimfrost, an e-commerce specialist and leading global brand in Viking merchandise. Wow, that is a whole host of companies that they're going within companies. I mean, this this is going to be a, a complicated acquisition, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but it seems like they've actually got some solid developers behind them. Mm, I've got to say, Alex, though, I feel like the creative freedom of the industry is disappearing. I think we're at a tipping point 
I think we've actually gone beyond that now. Like, you know, Sean Layden, who used to be president CEO of Sony yeah. PlayStation, obviously did an interview for his new company, Streamline. Mm-hmm. And um, not his new company, the company he works for. Yeah. And he talked about how, you know, the consolidation of the industry is a bad thing because, you know, your control, the quality drops, everything drops. And, you know, you've got Tencent, um, you know, you've got NetEase, you've got a lot of the Chinese companies, you've got the, the Audi group, as, uh, the Saudi group, sorry, as well, um, putting money into companies. It's a dangerous precedence. You know, we've already seen with like Call of Duty. I mean, Tencent and China, they're yeah. hand in hand. You know what I mean? And it's a dangerous thing. Embracer, obviously, yes, they're European based. Um, yeah. They are gobbling up as much as they can. But again, it's just, it's a dangerous thing. I mean, even Microsoft as well, you know, they've taken, they've, they, they couldn't grow them naturally you know, and internally. So they went out and bought Bethesda, but they're looking to buy more companies. You're taking away a lot of that creative freedom because soon enough, it's like, where is the the middle ground? If, you know, we lost AA last generation, realistically, you basically had AAA games and indie games. Yeah, You know, it was very rare. You, lo- you had those AA games in the middle and it's just, I'm worried for the industry, you know, it's going to be very different. And I think a lot of companies are going to go out you think of business i think this is turning into um the same as film and tv if you think about it netflix used to be great because it had everything but now every single company needs to have their own platform you know you disney stuff is tied to disney plus if you want warner stuff it's going to be tied to hbo if you want paramount stuff it's on paramount if you want um you know netflix it's the netflix content and the same thing's happening to games you know, where it's basically going to become like, yeah, you've got your origin EA password for EA games. You'll have Ubisoft, you'll have Uplay, you have Steam that is just all indie games and stuff. You have the Epic Game Store, which is all Epic, you know, and even Epic were buying companies as well, you know, companies like uh, Psyonix who do Rocket League, you know, they bought the guys who made Fall Guys as well, you know, and it's Sony are buying first party studios like Housemark and Mm-hmm. Um, Nixon and rumored obviously Blue Point. It's just it's it's weird. I feel like the big boys are spending the cash, and it's dangerous. I think I'll get worried if I won't be surprised if another Bethesda-like level acquisition happens in the next like two years. You know what I mean? Whether it be Square or Konami themselves, as in terms of IP or Capcom or somebody gets picked up, most mm-hmm. likely by Microsoft or. If any, if any company like Bungie or anyone break free from, you know, a parent company, they just get invested by Tencent, you know, and, it's, it's, and you're not going to say no to it. Your obligation to shareholders is to make them money, yeah. you know, and you're a business and you're going to do it. And the amount of fingers, the amount of pots that Tencent have their fingers in is people just yeah. do not understand. They're so yeah. powerful that they made Call of Duty change their trailer because it had the Tiananmen Square footage yeah. in there briefly and they were like no you're not having that take it out you yeah. know uh guilty gear strive which is like a huge franchise that's gone on for so long mm-hmm. they went into their encyclopedia which they're going to launch in china and deleted anything that would piss chinese the chinese off that they didn't like because they want to publish it in china so they <laughs> it's crazy that, that makes sense but i mean i think the benefit of all these uh, companies being acquired um is that it's kind of like a 
I guess it for com uh, for companies which aren't doing too well, you know, financially, you know, at least they've now got the financial backing to create uh, some new ideas, some new IPs, uh, without having to risk the finances themselves or with their investors. So I think we could actually see like a golden age, kind of like what we're seeing with Netflix now, where it's it's kind of democratizes the creative process because Netflix is now um, the place where. Uh, film uh, creators and studios can actually just get whatever they want out into uh, the hands of millions now into the hands of many uh, whereas before they had to go through a whole lot of gatekeepers trying to get themselves into hollywood uh, go you know, well the gatekeepers within hollywood so that they can actually get their film distributed um and then hopefully shown in the cinemas um throughout the nations you know and that's that was only in one country and if they were good enough they would probably get a multinational deal and go to different countries or or um or locations, but I think the good thing about, say, Netflix, as you mentioned, is Netflix is just pretty much everywhere. Netflix is worldwide, you know, so pretty much it has what, what, 200 million subscribers. So if they can kind of adopt the same type of model, obviously, as we move towards the streaming inevitable future, uh, that means that indie developers, all these developers will actually get a chance to actually have their games in as many hands as possible. So I think that will be a good thing during the initial stage of you know, this whole cloud revolution. Um, where it can get a bit messy is later on down the line when, yes, if certain games aren't performing, if certain companies aren't performing, then yeah, there will be a bit more um, control over uh, what does get released. But then at that point, they would have made so much money that the model would have even changed. You know, it might be a situation where, um, I mean, Disney were talking about, well, it was kind of talked about with Disney as well. Um, are they going to get to a stage where they have to constantly pay um, money out to um the content providers you know there's their sub studios because technically i mean they're they're even though they own it you know they are also licensing it aren't they uh, the amount of time it's been um, streamed um they have to pay um the the, uh, the movie creators um and the distributors uh, a slice of the pie which at the moment they're trying to avoid you know, because they just thought, well, we own all this this content anyway. We shouldn't have to pay any more money. We just take it, you know, the monthly income as it comes in from our subscribers. But now um, the, the sub studios beneath them are actually now saying, no, we actually want to have a lot more of a cut. You know, and I could see that type of that discussion happening with this industry later on down the line. Um, but like I said, I don't think we're actually at that stage yet. I think initially it's going to be a really good idea. It's going to give a lot of people a lot of freedom. They're going to have the financial capital to create some amazing games. And providing that there is a lot of engagement. I mean, I don't think there's going to be too much of an issue. I mean, think about it. If you've got like a streaming service with games, I mean, you could you could increase your, um, um, your audience, you know what I mean, like tenfold. You know, compared I think to what's worrying, I, think, I, I get what you're saying, but I think yeah. what's worrying to me is it isn't the small companies that are currently the ones being, but the it's the big ones. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. it is your Bethesdas and your bigger companies that are getting injected with money. And I think I'm more just worried about the sense of if a company was going to make a game similar to, if you remember the film Red Dawn about mm -hmm. occupancy and things like that, they can't do that now because that will never happen. You can't mention Taiwan or Tibet or anything in your game now because it'll piss, obviously, the Chinese democracy off and the Chinese state. Yeah. And I just think, as well, you are, as a platform holder, if you are Nintendo, Microsoft, or Sony, for that matter, you're going to get into a position where you're the ones who are pouring billions and billions into R&D to make the new technology for the new machines. You're the ones that are pouring billions into creating the hardware. You're the ones that have 
you know, put so much into it to get it in there. And then you get companies that are like, uh, no, you got to pay us even more now, which again could hurt Nintendo, Sony. At the end of the day, my biggest worry is prices will have to go up eventually. And, uh, okay. and you know, to, to, to cover those costs. And then it's going to eventually always hits the bottom line. And the bottom line is the gamers because the, the, the games all get made and it all comes to us in the end. And as if, if, for example, let's say Tencent turn around to Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo and say, you want any of our games on there, we want um, a higher share of revenue. We don't want to give you 30% anymore. But Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo are going to be like, no, um, we're still going to recoup that. So the game price is going to, because development is always going up, right? Yeah. You know, and we'll see how it plays out, but it's all about money and power in the end it's you got to remember the people that are making these moves are not gamers they're businessmen they're shareholders you know they're, they're dividend payouts and yep. that's what's taking over the video games and that's the worrying thing about it you know so we'll see what happens on yeah. this front but the most important thing is alex tekken 8 just so, somebody buy namco and get them to make fucking tekken 8 that's all i care about <laughs> Well, yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean, I hear what you say. That's a, that's a, that's a whole uh, other bag. Back, that's, another, that's another conversation. We'll probably put it in the <laughs> special episode because we're going to have to dive into that. But I think the future is going to be quite lucrative. Obviously, these companies are seeing exactly how much the, the likes of Netflix, Disney are making on a monthly basis. And that's what they're looking at. You know, it's just going to be a constant flow of uh, income. You know, they don't have to worry about the high times, the low times, or, you know, more coming in and uh, the holiday season or summer or whatever. It's just going to be a constant flow of income. And that, as, as far as they can see, is going to be enough to make sure that all these companies are going to be able to eat well and as well as produce as much games as possible. But yes, in terms of, you know, when it comes to nationalization and making sure that people are a bit more responsible in terms of this type of story that they tell, yes, it could happen and it most likely will but that what that also means for developers is that they just have to be a lot more smarter in terms of their delivery, in terms of how they're actually getting their ideas across so that they're not overtly offensive, but that at least they still plant the, plant the seed. Uh, speaking wow. of planting seeds, if you, uh, if you want to plant a seed with us, <laughs> I'm trying to work on these. Sounds language. effed up, mate. That transition sounded <laughs> porn hub levels of just wrong. You know I mean? close that site down hold on hold on um, but yeah if you do have any questions and you want to get through to us you can email us at thelatestps5 at gmail.com uh, by twitter at thelatestps5 um, and youtube um, latestps5 which really should um, consolidate them all but anyway just search for us on all the socials you'll get through to us and we would love to hear from you guys uh, and yes if you're liking this video please like if you want to subscribe to it subscribe and if you want to share over it definitely do us a, um, a big hand but anyway amongst those um uh questions we have a couple um especially from detroit sorry about that uh we've got one from detroit we have daniel from detroit in the us um and he asks hello dudes you've spoken about uh, the love for the dual sense uh, my question to you is this which game had the best control for you i just felt uh, it was uh, which just felt right and everything was perfect in terms of the dual sense let me throw it over to you then because obviously you've played way more uh, I, I think it's best to open up to any game ever right that just yeah. felt great not just the dual sense so i think everything feels great on the dual sense i'll give it to astro hands down but i think a game where the controller just everything felt right everything was going for it uh there's a few um tekken 3 on the ps1 everything the buttons just felt perfect 
on that controller, the button, like the layout of it, yeah, um, the way where the, kick, the high kick, low kick, and thing, every everything was perfect for yeah. it, right? Um, so Tekken three felt amazing yeah. playing that game. Um, Tekken Dark Resurrection on the PSP pleasantly surprised at how that worked. Uh, because of the speed yeah, once, of the game, once and, you mastered the eagle claw, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, but it, I like I really I felt really really good and comfortable with it. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Nothing. Really your yeah. I mean, <laughs> at the time, GoldenEye felt great on the N64. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if you go back to it, it's a pile of shit in terms of the control <laughs> setup. But again, uh, it's hard because okay, I'm not going to judge it in terms of aging because I mean, for mm. me, even Metal Gear Solid One on the PlayStation felt great. But if you try and play that now with that control scheme, it's yeah, all yeah. over the place, right? Yeah, that work. Um. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there with GoldenEye. GoldenEye, I think, worked well, you know, especially with the first the first FPS, first-person shooter, uh, which you actually use an analog controller, you know, especially which works so well, you know. So, uh, I mean, they were pioneers in that, weren't they? Uh, and then, obviously, when you threw the um, the Rumble Pack on it as well, which was just freaking amazing, amazing you know. I, mean? I want to give one to an EA game, uh, a couple, actually. Uh, controller felt great with Need for Speed Hot Pursuit um, 2, mm. which came out on the PS4 launch, around the launch window. The control scheme for that, it was it, everything was right for it because you were yeah. hitting 200 miles an hour in traffic and you're dodging and weaving and everything and everything <laughs> just felt right on that pad. That was amazing. Yeah. Fight Night um, always felt, you know, it was so innovative how they used the sticks mm. to, you know, dodge, weave, throw punches and hooks and stuff, but that did hurt your fingers after a while. Yeah, that was pretty you good. Know, yeah, yeah, but the control yeah. setup itself yeah. and everything was pretty decent. Um yeah. I think overall, weirdly, mm. I was really satisfied with the control setup for Death Stranding because okay. it was so unique. Yeah. Like, just the way you had to carry things and balance things and, you know, the terrain would mess around with the control setup and what you were carrying would mess out, but it felt good to play. And when you had heavy and larger loads, it felt like it on the pad and then when you didn't you felt free it it what was happening on the screen was felt in the pad and in the control yeah. setup if that makes sense and i thoroughly enjoyed that one um, okay so i think overall i would say tekken 3 number one probably yeah. the greatest control setup i've ever felt mm-hmm. golden eye on the n64 at the time uh, yeah. would be number two and then, yeah, weirdly, Death Stranding, number three for me. Uh, <laughs> so I really, really like that one. Um, there's loads of games that I felt loads. good playing. Like, I mean, Astrobot felt yeah. stunning on the DualSense controller, yeah. but I don't want to count the DualSense because it, it has haptic feedback and triggers. It's unfair to compare. It but is. It is. Honest to God, Tekken 3, the gap between Tekken 3 and GoldenEye is immense because when I first played Tekken 3, yeah. that part, oh, my God. That's I it. think with Tekken, in Tekken, I think for me, the, the most most beautiful controlling um, version was uh, Tekken 5. I think that was a time when they, they just married the pad as well as the, you know, the action and the motion catch from the screen perfectly, you know. So, yeah, building them from Tekken 3. Um, yeah, Tekken 5, definitely. I think on the GameCube, 
uh, playing Mario Sunshine. For some reason, that that old Mario Sunshine and uh, Smash Brothers, you know, that game, that pad just felt absolutely amazing, especially for Smash Brothers. I mean, that that pad was just built for Smash I was going to say it was built for Smash Brothers. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> definitely. So I'll definitely say that. GoldenEye, definitely, I'll have to say that as well. But ultimately, which just trumps all of it, and I know it's just like a, a save easy answer to say, it's just going to be the best experience that I've ever had, um, is Astro. That's it. I mean, oh, yeah, like, without a doubt. Every, everything else just pales in comparison. You know what I mean? Can't was, co- that's yeah, why I said you can't use it. Because yeah, it's an easy cop out answer, but I'm sorry, man. It's, it's Astro. Astro number one, Astro number two, and Astro number three. Yeah, so, uh, and I can't wait for the new Astro VR, what they'll do with the VR2 <gasps> with 110 degrees. I feel oh, the view. Woo. See what happens, yeah, man. Yeah, should be good. Uh, but cheers for that, Daniel. Uh, interesting question. We have another one from uh, another question uh, from Kay, uh, who is from California. Uh, listen to this one, guys. <laughs> All right, so she loves the show. Love your show. Uh, team PS5, thank you. I mean, we've never really been called Team PS5, but anyway, um, lads, gentlemen, yeah. dudes, yeah, Team PS5. <laughs> yeah, it can work. Um, I do miss the question game though. Well, okay, we may just bring that back. So, uh, yeah, just uh, subscribe, you might find out. Um, bring, um, she wants to bring it back anyway, so yeah, we'll think about it anyway. What she asks is, which game did you sacrifice the most time for? Um, in not in what took the longest to finish. But the most time in a short space of time, um, does that make sense? I'm high. Yeah, so obviously we know that she's <laughs> she is definitely enjoying herself. And obviously being from California, it makes sense because all that stuff is legal over there. Good for you. Um, but um, so, all right, so uh, in a high speed, in a high, in a high times question. Uh, so which game did you sacrifice the most time for? Uh, number one, and I loved every minute of it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots on the PS3. I finished it in a weekend. I didn't stop playing. <laughs> Did you? So I started the game on the Friday night and I finished it um, in two playthroughs. And the only reason it was two is I stopped for half an hour to get some fresh air, had a shower, <laughs> yeah. uh, had some proper food, and I went back to playing. So I probably stopped playing for two hours. So I started Friday night. I finished Sunday. Uh, I finished it in a weekend, literally, because I didn't want it spoiled for me. I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan and I didn't want any spoilers. And this was at a time where PS3 and 360 fanboyism was crazy. Guns of the Patriots was exclusive to PS3. You knew spoilers were going to be fucking everywhere. So I was like, I need to finish it. I wasn't at work. I had that off. Um, Yeah, two playthroughs, dude. It was like, what, 12 hours and then like 20 hours, something like that. It was just nonstop. So that was definitely the most intense one for me. Mm. Um, Also, um, two recent ones, actually. So uh, God of War 2018. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was super hyped for that game. And and the only reason I did it is I had the time off and I didn't want it spoiled for me. Um, So I wanted to play it and I really thoroughly and I didn't plan to do it. Like I must have went like. Like, remember, if you remember correct, correctly, I said to you I was going to finish it, and I just kept playing it constantly, constantly. It, yeah. But a game that the most recent game, mm-hmm. specifically, that I just put in, I just played as much as I could, as fast as I could, but I didn't rush it. I took my time. Was The Last of Us 2 because I definitely did not want that spoiled for me. Yeah. So I was putting in like seven hours a day. Until I finished it, I was playing. I barely slept that first week and a half. Like, I because I would only play it at nighttime. Yeah. And I would start at about 
10 and I would finish at like four in the morning, five in the morning, go to sleep, wake oh. up, go to work, do the same thing again in the evening. Yeah. And I wouldn't finish again. I was just, you know what it's like. You've got to check every drawer. You've got to check every cabinet, every nook and cranny, yeah. every bedside yeah, table. Yeah. You got to check room could take you a few minutes to go through, definitely. And yeah. I think I spent more, I, I know I spent half an hour just banging into trees to knock the snow off it because I was so in awe of it. <laughs> I just do stupid shit in that game. I was so immersed in that world, especially yeah. Last of Us Part Two. When a game has amazing world design, you mm. can get don't rush it, just take your time. So those three stand out. Metal Gear Solid 4 definitely is the yeah. uh, the ultimate marathon game where I just put all that time yep. into it in such a short space of time. But what about fucking now? You got me high K. Time, time, time. Isn't it? <laughs> what about you? Yeah, me, uh it would have to be Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, which was like on like the hardest hey, difficulty you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to fantastic game especially playing on the 3ds which i thought was a challenge in itself because thinking how can this game even be played on this system mm. uh, i managed to complete it freaking enjoyed it um zelda breath of the wild i sacrificed too much time for that game i think it took a while to get used to the new mechanics of it all but then once you got into it it's just like bloody hell i was sneaking time out for that <laughs> you know I mean? it's like the side chick um and the fact that it was on a portable console as well i mean you could just do it on the toilet you know i didn't have to do like a massive setup it was just convenient so i do love the switch for that make sure you get your hands on one of them um and thirdly um yeah it's 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 matching with yours with last of us too i mean it's been a labor of love um but it's you it can't is. rush it you have to take you your time on it right you can't, yeah at first i did think you know what i'm just gonna breeze through this just get it done but then the story takes place when you think oh gosh man you just you want to just enjoy the whole experience you know so um yeah Do you remember when i said to you it's the dark night of video games yeah right that's what i said to you i said you cannot your games you, you have to sit down and be comfortable yeah. and have all your attention on the dark night when you watch yeah. it you know what i mean same with yeah, the last it's multi-layered too. yeah exactly so this, this is crazy you know yeah. and so with that being said then what's the actual not in the short space of time but what's the longest how hours you've put into a game so not what took you the longest because you may have stopped playing or you'd only did an hour in here and there but which game have you put the most hours into and i'm presuming it's probably going to be mario with the coins <laughs> no but, it's not no. mario it's going to be uh zelda it's going to be breath of the world um trying to find all those freaking korok seeds every single one of those korok seeds but not just that just the actual game itself um and next to that would probably be like some a game like tekken i mean i put well, for now, you can't count them because let's be honest, <laughs> Tekken and Pez so be number one of the yeah, you know your ass left, right, center. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> don't worry, we'll do a live stream one day. We'll, we'll show the people what's up. <laughs> oh, we will. We will. We will. Like, share, subscribe if you want to see that, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to see um, Sunny and Alex do a live stream on YouTube yep. and everything of us, Tekken, you know, just let us know. <laughs> yep. Fuck him up. Um, <laughs> you can try. But anyway, yeah. Game. So, uh, so what about you, man? What's what's the longest amount of time that you put into a game? Uh, so obviously it's Pez and Tekken, but if yeah, I take yeah, them yeah. out of the equation, because they're yeah, sort of yeah. like sports games, um, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, but that was because yeah. I was going for platinum and it glitched on me. Um, <laughs> so that is how long did that take it, and how long did that take? I'd put in one hundred and four hours when it glitched. Hours. Yeah, I'd finished the game. Long. I'd finished the campaign. I was yeah. grinding my way through, but I wanted the platinum because I loved the gameplay of that game. Uh, yeah. It's the pinnacle of Metal Gear gameplay, right? And Even then the trophy fucking glitched on me, and then I was like, "I'm done." Oh so in God. terms of hours, that's the most mm -hmm. I've put in. I want to say, is it? I'm trying to think what hours. 
No, Ghost of Tsushima I did pretty quick. Demon Souls I did pretty quick. Mass Effect uh, quick. Last of Us 2. Mm. Last of Us 2 I could say is a game that I could have finished way quicker. Yeah. But I didn't. I took my time with it. You know, really, really, really took my time with that game. But usually when you look at a game that's going to take you ages, it is the open world games. You know, like I know one of my friends has put over a thousand hours into The Witcher and things like that because he's a fucking nerd. Um, But like, yeah, I think Demon Souls, just because it was so fucking hard. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Demon Souls, no, it wouldn't even be Demon Souls. Like, yeah, like I said, it probably would be like Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of um, because I platinum that game and I really took my time because that world is beautiful. Yeah, you know, but yeah. again, like I've got a lot of platinum trophies. I play a lot of games, but when you look at time put into yeah. it, like Ghost of Tsushima, I think I only played it for like 68 hours, 70 hours to platinum. Yeah. Compare that to people who have finished Cyberpunk and mm. all these other games or, you know, yeah, yeah, you the wild and things like that. Worlds. Yeah. I think that's one thing I like about the Sony open world games. Like they don't actually, you can platinum, they don't grind you down, you know, mm. like Naughty Dog games used to, they don't anymore. Um, but the grind, Sony's like, it's like the developers have taken that, that, that lethargic grind after you finish to get the platinum trophy. It's a lot more fun to get a platinum and it's skill based that you're challenged to get it you know so um yeah there's quite a few games there you know but never with the exception of phantom pain i've not regretted any i haven't wasted time on a game you know that i haven't thoroughly enjoyed so <laughs> phantom pain uh yeah for me the longest amount of time i've played in any game would be zelda zelda breath of the world i think it's about 200 odd hours 200 fucking nerd hours. 250 hours that game dude I can't even call you a nerd because it's a kids game you know what the thing yeah. is yeah you're a nerd playing games we're all nerds no yeah, let's just get that you cannot be a nerd you know? when you play secondly, Zelda it's a kids game it's a kids the game, game is yeah it's a game kids, maybe console. kids game but so is, so is Astro you I, thought you, I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say yeah. so is the last of us I'd be like that's not the definition last of us is no game. way a kids game you know it's the one game that I've just really just got to make sure that the kids are in bed for any other game like you know like Horizon or something like that's just so easy because that's just okay that's that's a kids game Horizon's a kids game um, but uh, Last of Us definitely not but yeah man Zelda that's just again it's like, that's crazy man 200 how many times do you have to charge Ghost, your switch up for that if you think yeah if you think, exactly. <laughs> uh, Ghost of Tsushima you know you're saying how beautiful the game is just by looking at it it's just the same thing with Breath of the Wild the you game, get lost in the world it's the world if the world yeah, is it like, is. I'm thinking about this. this I mean this is on a lower powered hardware yeah and the way the developers have actually managed to create this epic world you know which far to be honest it's probably one of the best worlds created compared to even Compared to the likes of uh, Horizon, you know what I mean. It's like the fact that you, you don't, have, absolutely you anywhere. You haven't, you haven't, absolutely clocked, you haven't anywhere. clocked Horizon yet, so don't don't come. You can't no. compare unless you finished it. No, no, no. The, no I'll say it because what's what it was all down to exactly the freedom, right? And the thing is about Legend of Zelda, which most games are now trying to copy, is that literally anywhere, anything that you look at, anything that you can see, you can go, you can go to. You know, you can no, actually no, walk no. on the walls. You can go absolutely anywhere. And in games like uh, you know Horizon and Ghost of Shima, you kind of limit it. I mean, you can. Oh, so you're talking about the, the games well. that look photorealistic with multi-layered narrative-driven stories and reasons yeah, yeah. to go. Love, 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 love. Once, no once reason, the story is, is done, you know once I mean? the story is done, yeah. If I, I, I want to climb a wall, I'll play Spider-Man. You can still enjoy the game. <laughs> I'll play Spider-Man if I want to climb a wall. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is still that. But how much? How long do you take to do Spider-Man? 
but full respect, mate. Two hundred hours—that commitment to those seeds, mate. No, 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 seriously, man. <laughs> There's, that's not even all the seeds. But, uh, but um, crazy, uh, how, how much time did you put into um, Spider-Man? Uh, I can't remember. The you know, honestly, I'd have to go back and have a look because the PS5 kind of tells you. But I think what was I doing? I was effing around. You you can imagine you play a Spider-Man game, you fuck around in that game so much, yeah, right? Yeah, Just yeah, messing yeah. around. I have no idea. It's probably yeah. around about. 60 again like i said once i finished it it was i had already got about 80 percent of the trophies which made yeah. it cool and then the rest were just like the challenges that i didn't finish because yeah. you the, the good thing about the spider-man games and fair play to insomniac for this because they're doing ratchet mm. they are a developer that has the trophy um like gauge to a t mm. Because even when I finished Ratchet, I was on like 80% trophies. Miles Morales, I was on like 70%. It's yeah. just, they, they get the pacing perfect for the objectives. Yeah, and the yeah. good thing is, obviously, we spoke about it last week with the, the, with the beta test on the, the current PlayStation 5 firmware that mm-hmm. is in beta, that you've got trophy tracking now. So you can track up to five trophies to see how you're doing to get yeah, yeah. towards them. People don't realize just how big trophies are to a lot of gamers. You know, it is that sense of achievement. And you know, the hardest trophy I ever got is mm. the, if people remember God of War 3 on the PlayStation yeah. 3, there was one specific trophy where it was a thousand hit combo, which means you do a, a one thousand, thousand hit combo, one thousand <laughs> hit combo, which means happen. you, A, that doesn't, so think about this, Alex, you cannot beat them mm-hmm. too fast because if they take too long to spawn, your combo goes. If yeah. there's a big enough gap in between hits. Two, in doing that, you're allowing too many enemies to come close to you, which means yeah. one tiny hit or one tiny block, your combo is gone. It's done. You know, <laughs> like you do not understand. I was sweating on that 1,000 hit combo, yeah, yeah. you know, but um, yeah, the trophy achievement is there and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm still surprised that Nintendo haven't come up with their own version of achievement or trophies because people love that. And you'd have another sense to go back into Zelda. So, right, let's start this seed hunt guess, again. You know, the thing is, yeah, I mean, trophies, trophies are a good thing. I mean, it's like, it's, it's a nice to have, you know? And I guess, like you said, I mean, if you're a completionist, it's it's great. But it's not all about the trophies, you know? It's all it depends, about the No, but that's what I mean. It depends how yeah. it's implemented. Like, I think it's yeah. wrong. Like, Ubisoft games are wrong because they make you grind. Their, their objective is to keep you in the game and playing mm-hmm. the game as long as possible. But like, imagine a Zelda trophy. Like, say you finished Zelda, but there was a trophy. I'm saying Nintendo had trophies, mm. but there was a trophy where you have to get to the top of the highest peak and glide for a certain amount of time. And you were like, "How did they do that?" Yeah. And you know, there yeah. is a trick to it. And it's like, it's testing the gameplay, but in a fun way, not grinding. But like, imagine like, I have a feeling Nintendo will do it, but not until the new <clears> machine <throat> comes out. Which not the not I'm not talking about the OLED. I'm talking about the next one after. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the next, the next generation switch. I, I think they'll look to it because Nintendo paced themselves with like online and stuff like that, and they'll not. And Nintendo are the same. They want you to engage with their products, and I think it'll be kind of cool to see what they do because it'll be fun as hell to see some of the trophies in Nintendo games. I can see their philosophy in it, which is not like, you're not doing it for a trophy. You know what I mean? You're just doing it for the experience. And that seems to be the ethos because they could have done it years ago if they really wanted to implement. Exactly. But um, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Mario Kart has them. They're just not, they're just in the Mario game. In the game, yeah. Yeah, all the challenges and stuff like that. I think it'd be just nice. It's it's a show-off thing, if you know what I mean. Like, 
your people on your your list, you know, and your switch and your friends can see, oh, you know, Alex got the 200 cc's on yeah. every bloody Mario Kart level. Guess, he's a yeah. legend. He's a legend. Yeah, like, yeah, you, know, yeah. guess, you know, things like that. I guess, but I guess it's down to a different audience, isn't it? Because obviously the PlayStation and Xbox as well, it's much, even Stadia, they have theirs, um, their trophies as well. But I think that's just down to the audience. You know what I mean? For teens plus, it's great. But for a Nintendo console, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it'll come. I think kids. it'll come. It's, it's, it's key think, to engagement. People I, are playing and more and more people are doing it. And yeah. I think, I think I Nintendo know. will go there eventually. Yeah. Um, and not if Nintendo don't, eventually the developers will say, look, we're building these elaborate systems. Mm. Achievements are getting more elaborate. Trophies are getting more elaborate. We, you know, Steam are doing things as well that mm. we need to incorporate this in, in, into your thingy. Otherwise, what's the point? I think eventually developers will, be, I mean, you look at Microsoft, developers <sighs> are telling them we want haptic feedback and triggers so we can do it across all platforms. Yeah. And even Microsoft said, yeah, we respect what Sony did. Let's look into it. Let's do it. You know, yeah. stay, um, Steam turning around saying, do you know what? We want to make money off our OS, but everybody uses something else. So we're going to open our platform and yeah. you can do what the hell you want to the Steam Deck, you know? And Which I think- is just strange. That whole, that whole arrangement right there, it doesn't make Dude. Like, it's emulating heaven. All right, I'm yeah, going to have a Sega Mega Drive in my hands. Yeah, it looks, like a, me- no, it looks like a Game Gear. Yeah, it's like Game Gear 2022, right? But Tell it's just why like, did you, why, how do they make you, money from that? Tell me, what are you playing on the Steam Deck? Are you playing this? Are you playing that? I'm playing Golden Axe. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm playing Streets of Rage. Yeah. I'm playing the oldies, man. But um, I, I, I do plan to get one. Um, yeah, obviously, I think, obviously yeah, I'm going to wait to see how people have broken it, emulated it, and then you know we're ready to go on that. <laughs> well, they're already on it, man. I mean, once they've even put Linux on there, that's it, man. It's game over. Um, but yeah, man. Okay, great question. And uh, yeah, it kind of seems like it could actually spawn a completely different show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it did. I think it has. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, cheers for that. Cheers for that, Kay. Uh, but yes, uh, that's been it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you do like these videos and you want to see more, you know what you can do like, share, and subscribe. Get back at us. We'll be back doing this again next week. Um, we're going to have some interesting information especially with gamescom coming up it's gonna be interesting to see exactly definitely doing a live reaction for that as well yep definitely yeah so make sure you've uh, subscribed for that again thanks for listening ladies and gentlemen if you want to get back through to us you can email us at the latest ps5 at gmail.com twitter um at latest ps5 and youtube latest ps5 so just give us a search on all the socials and you'll find us uh, show some love give us a like subscribe and leave us a little comment Anything that you want to see us do, especially if you want to see me kick Sonny's ass in Tekken and like a like hundred times in a row. I mean, like whatever you want to do, yeah, we can do it. We can make it happen. Hopefully there'll be a trophy for that one. I'm pretty sure we've got the videos <laughs> where I won the last one, right? So it's just your mouth. Uh, just about. But anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, so yeah, man, it's uh, that's been it. I'm going to throw it over to you for the last question or the last, well, the word of the day. Let's go for it. Because you're playing The Last of Us 2, I was going to go like try and put a Joel voice on and go, early. <laughs> but because uh, I'm playing Metro Exodus, which is set in right. Russia, yeah. the only way to finish it is Das for Daniel, motherfuckers. <laughs> Good night, yeah. <laughs>